Welcome, everybody, to the Can't Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast. I am your host, the Artificial Dragon. I'm Hannah. And happy 2023, everybody. This happy is, New Year. Yeah. This is the first episode of the New Year, kind of talking to ourselves in the future. Hello, people in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so we're going to... As we mentioned before in the previous episode, we're going to try and be more frequent with our podcast episodes here and there. Um, I think the main reason why it's delayed is because I have to wait for the thumbnail art to be made. But hopefully I'm making an agreement with the artist to be a little more preemptive with his thumbnail design so we could bring out the episodes more frequently. But anyway, um, hope you guys had a wonderful new year. I know I'm going to be working all new year for my job you know gotta give a holiday pay and all that fun stuff yep that's what i did yeah. I christmas day got holiday pay though yeah yeah i'm looking forward to my fat ass paycheck next week in like a couple weeks yeah and i work uh new year's eve i think one to close yeah one to eight so it's not that bad it's not that bad at least you're not like working at a graveyard shift or something well, that's because we don't stay open that late. That is really Actually, yeah. I think we got our hours changed, so we have to go to 1 to 10, actually. Ah. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> no! Anyway, uh, with that uh, unfortunate thing in real life aside, um, so for a, a nice little uh, New Year's gift for all the loyal people on Patreon that have been contributing to our highest level on Patreon... Um, I am giving you the sexy evil Padme Amidala. <laughs> you know, she's got that uh that uh merchandise showing out uh, wide oh, yeah. open. <laughs> Nothing uh overly NSFW, but you know, she's she's tempting a, you to join the dark side. It's a very good tease. It is a very good tease. The alternate timeline where Anakin is really tempted to join the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, if if you want to find uh, our Patreon art pieces, our artists, uh, they are really great artists. They make all of these nice, spicy art pieces. So if you want to download them, make your own posters or even your background on your phone or anything like that, just go to patreon.com slash canmayo and contribute to the highest level on our Patreon so you could have all of these spicy little art pieces. I mean, that's what I've done with Vitiate and Thrawn. And, exactly. One's yeah. my lock screen, one's my home screen. <laughs> yeah, I got a... You gotta represent. <laughs> represent the Sims. Yeah. And if anybody uh, just wants to join the community, join our Discord server, uh, as before, you could contribute to the lowest amount of $3 and just be a part of the uh, Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi community. Um, it's still a little bit small, but we're still having a great time with that uh, server. Oh, yeah. Expecting to get a lot more stickers this upcoming year. We already got the uh, the uh, Mon Calamari whoa, whoa, whoa thing and the uh, Simping Togruta, which I'm sure Hannah will be using a lot in that server. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm pretty sure it's pretty predictable what the subject of this podcast episode is going to be. Yep, we're talking about the Trade Federation. The Trade Federation. Um, the... The evil, greedy mega corporation that was introduced in the prequel trilogy. For better or for worse. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I will be honest, the Trade Federation have always been one of my most favorite factions when I got introduced to Star Wars. I mean, I didn't really get into, like, the politics or the, uh, you know, the uh, trade agreements or, you know, economy. All that stuff just went over my head as a kid. But they have <laughs> a lot of really cool battle droids. Their, their vehicles, their droids are much more intimidating, in my opinion, than, than lousy stormtroopers that I think, miss every time. I think everybody's time. introduction, at least our generation's introduction to droids, are the B-1 battle droids. Yeah, the B-1 battle droids, infamously used by the Trade Federation before they became the main foot soldiers of the Confederacy. Roger, roger. <laughs> so yeah, this, uh, this will be a slight introduction to my main favorite faction of Star Wars. I'll be talking about the Trade Federation, and then it will be the lead-up to the Confederacy of Independent Systems. Um, I could dive more into the other mega corporations that make up the Confederacy, but they don't have a extensive lore compared to the Trade Federation. They're, they'll just be a cliff note. Yeah, exactly. I'll probably, like, <laughs> mention them in the Confederacy episode or just a separate episode where we talk about mega corporations in general. But semantics. Uh, we're going we're gonna to worry about that. Uh, future Isaac is going to worry about that. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so the Trade Federation is obviously inspired by the real-life British East India Trading Company. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, um... I haven't watched any of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies lately, but they give that sort of vibe in the movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like uh, in, what was it, World's End, where, I forget the name of the British asshole, the main antagonist, where um, he takes control of uh, Davy Jones, has him kill all the pirates and everything, and, uh, you know, just wants to make a monopoly on all the seas without any piracy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the main inspiration of a trade federation. They kind of have that similar vibe. And if you really think about it, the companies like the East, uh, the British East India Trading Company had entire fleets and economies that are... It expanded the world. It, yeah. Their expansion was across the world. Oh, yeah. And it they... Was- Ridiculous. It was very ridiculous back then when entire corporations can rival entire countries. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, but the Trade Federation were also inspired by, uh, oh yeah, here's another interesting tad bit. The, you want to know how much the, uh, okay, so there's the East Indian Trading Company, and then there's the Dutch East India Trading Company. There's like multiple Indian trading companies. You want to know how much uh, they are worth in today's money? How much? $7.4 trillion. Good fuck. Yeah, they were rich and powerful. God damn. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, you do not want to piss those people off. Oh, pirates back in that day, too, if they worked hard enough, were as powerful, too. Yeah. And additionally, this is from uh, George Lucas's uh, direct quote, by the way. Um, the Trade Federation's viceroy, our good old buddy Newt Gunray, is based on former Speaker of the United States, Newt Ginrich, who had written the book Contract with America. And, like, I don't dive too much into politics, but there's always that saying that America isn't driven by, by the people. It's driven by corporations, that sort of thing. Newt. Newt Gingrich is an American politician and author who served as the 50th Speaker of the United States House of Representatives from 1995 to 1999. Mm -hmm. 
and they came the the Star Wars movies came out in like the late nineties, early two thousands. So yeah, big old fuck you to U.S. politics. Huh? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, George Lucas can be clever sometimes, and other Very times clever. he's just uh, he's he's an asshole. <laughs> he's just smooth brain most of the time. Anyway, um, still not telling us Yoda's secret. Yeah, <laughs> tell me your secrets, Lucas. <laughs> anyway, um. So that's enough about its background, who inspired the Trade Federation, all that sort of stuff. Um, the Trade Federation goes by two separate names. It's known as the Trade Federation of Planets, or it goes by the name of the Galactic Trade Federation. I've heard just the Trade Federation. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's simpler that way. It is simpler that yeah. way. But it's kind of a uh, way to think about, like, it's not just a single section of space that they rule. It's like the entirety of the galaxy that they rule, oh, if damn. you think about it. Um, so, the trade... Just a little clip notes before we go into their history. The Trade Federation is a shipping conglomerate, which eventually evolved into a powerful comrades guild, trade cartel, mega corporation, and lobbying group. I mean, it's better than the huts. Yeah. Uh, just ways, a little bit. Just a little ways, bit. <laughs> not a lot. Mm -hmm. But in some ways, they're a bit better than the Huts. Just a little bit. Um, and it's also kind of the same thing with history in general. Like, a lot a lot of people just assume, oh, the, the Trade Federation, all these mega corporations, they were just always there. And that's kind of the thing with history is, like, where did Walmart come from? It just didn't appear overnight. It, it's a slow, gradual buildup mm -hmm. of Walmart and how it became the... Uh, the widespread company it is today, that sort of thing. Kind of the same thing with a trade federation. It didn't exactly appear in a vacuum. There's a lot of uh, steps and circumstances that went into making the trade federation. Sounds tough. It is. Um, so the most important thing to understand about the trade federation is to understand the political climate of when it was founded. As we say here, Star Wars politics are so much better than real yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the year that the Trade Federation was built, or founded more accurately, um, is the year is 350 years before the Battle of Yavin. Just to give you a general idea, this is like 650 years after the Sith got extincted, quote unquote. Quote unquote. Um, and the, after the extinction of the Sith, the Republic were all like, finally, the great enemy has been vanquished. There's no need for a military. There's no need for standing fleets, that sort of thing. We could go back to everyday living and just, you know, disarm ourselves of any military-grade technology, have our... Our membership worlds protect themselves with their own militaries. There's no need because, you know, the Sith are vanquished. I'm sure we'll have to worry about pirates and everything. But, and this... Braden background, and somehow, Palpatine <laughs> returned. <laughs> and this started in an era called the Golden Age of the Republic. Okay. Or, if you want to go by canon standards, uh, the High Republic era. Okay, I was about to ask, this is the High Republic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like, I've... It's basically a different name for the same thing. I think I like to think of the High Republic as the Golden Age of the Republic because it's easier to understand. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, at around this period, the Outer Rim was still a unexplored region of space. Like it's basically uh, the Star Wars version of a Wild West at this point. Like it's 
a lot of planets have haven't been explored. The Republic hasn't exactly extended its reach beyond, and you know, put in lawful institution to keep an eye on people or trade or anything. So it's essentially lawless, leaving up to individual communities and worlds to fend for themselves, basically. Uh-huh. And there are a lot of like shipping corporations that kind of find opportunities, like. Uh, so, for a lot of these shipping corporations, they see opportunity in the Outer Rim of, like, you know, of trading and everything, of that sort of stuff. The problem is, each one of these shipping corporations do not want to work with each other. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like, fuck you, this is mine. Like, this is... It's like that, uh, that, uh, meme with Soldier. This is mine now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's also, like... A, competition obviously but it's a huge problem for like the republic and people who want to move into a new frontier and find their own home like a lot of these shipping corporations have hyperspace navigational data which is basically not something easily accessible by uh star wars citizens at the Mm -hmm. time and think of it as like the equip think of each hyperspace as like a highway in space like, sure, you could take uh, back roads or whatever to reach your destination, but that's generally going to take way, way longer. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you just go on the, the established hyperspace route, it cuts your time by half. And these corporations were like, fuck you, you got to pay a fine. <laughs> oh, God. Like, imagine Route 66. You, it cuts over numerous states, like from California to Texas, wherever. It's um, from Chicago, Illinois, to mm-hmm. L.A. Thank you. Um, Holy ima- shit. Yeah, like, imagine, like, you're not allowed to get on Route 66 unless you, like, pay a fine or something. Fuck that. That's basically what it was like back then. It's like the tolls of New York City yep. put on highways. hmm Fuck that. And the Republic were all like, this, this is kind of bullshit. Um, kind of. <laughs> and now, granted, the Republic could have handled this themselves, but they basically decided, okay, as we've established multiple times in the previous episodes, the Republic is kind of corrupt as hell. It's all like, we could solve this ourselves, but eh, we'll let somebody else deal with that. What the um, fuck? <laughs> so they have created this small faction of multiple species of multiple like uh companies Mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff and this new shipping charter company was the trade federation oh wow it was actually a uh republic founded uh ship charting company and they're how the fuck did they switch sides (laughs) so um (laughs) (laughs) i know i know it's multiple steps to this but Basically, the Trade Federation's job is to mediate between the shipping companies. Like, hey, hey, guys, let's go ahead and share our hyperspace routes. It could be better for everybody. It could be better for the entire galaxy. You could get your economy renewed. Just That's find kind the middle of middle ground. They were the middlemen. Yeah, yeah. They were basically like that, like the mom who puts two of the bro- quarreling brothers together and be like, make up. <laughs> <laughs> and. They would, like, do it diplomatically with negotiation, negotiations or just outright buying out the other companies. 
Yeah, that's what happens when you have money. So, yeah, in the beginning, the Trade Federation started off with pretty noble intentions. Yeah, at the beginning, what the fuck happened? Yeah, like, they were legitimately kind of a good guys, or at the very least, not as evil as you thought they were in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, let me see. It eventually began to grow beyond its original uh, goal and became a very powerful entity that they were able to lobby trade interests in the Senate, allowing new regions of the Outer Rim to provide trade and comrades. And they even created multiple new hyperspace routes that, that led to the Outer Rim and to the Core Worlds. Jeez. So yeah, they were doing a lot of really good things. They... They even made networks of retail outlets, Wayland stations, and landing fields, which is like the, the space equivalent of like truck stops and everything. Mm -hmm. And and they were e able to bring prosperity to long isolated systems in the galaxy. It began to even have its own merchant fleet of ships created by uh, Harsh Castle Drive, and that's where the uh, the uh, you remember the donut ships, right? Yeah. They were originally uh, cargo freighters. Really? The Star Wars equivalent to semi-trucks. <laughs> and then, you know, they got created into battleships later on. Yep. Um, but anyway, um, the Trade Federation be got their own merchant fleet together, you know, to bring conference and trade and prosperity to the Outer Rim. Problem was, though, there are new legislations... Uh, you know, like, the Republic basically disarmed everybody. Uh, aside from planetary governments, which are allowed to protect themselves, no individual entity are allowed to have military-grade weapons. For the Trade Federation, um, they're, like, going out into the lawless backwater region of the Outer Rim, where most likely heavily armed gangsters or pirates are waiting for them and just... Just waiting to pounce on their precious cargo. Mm -hmm. It's like the equivalent of going to the gas station in the middle of the night. You pay for your ramen or whatever because you're hungry. Um, you look outside and you see the sketchy looking guy right next to your car waiting with a knife in his hands. And oh, you're all like, that. and you just like go up to the cashier and, and you're like, hey, there's a very sketchy looking guy out there. Can you escort me there? And the guy and the cashier's like, no, nope. no. Nah. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I'd call the police, <laughs> but I wouldn't escort you. Yeah. Fuck and, that. <laughs> and it's it's like one of those situations where I could call for backup, but it's going to be way too long. They're kind of useless at that point. And it's all like, fuck it. I might as well just bring a gun with me at all times. And that's how the Trade Federation kind of lobbied to the Senate. Like, hey... We have these pirates and shit that are going to jump on our precious cargo. Can we at least be able to defend ourselves against these pirates? And the Senate was like, sure. Of course, the Senate rolls over for fucking everything. <laughs> and the, the Trade Federation developed their own paramilitary organization called the Trade Defense Force. Hmm. Um, it was entirely comprised of... Originally, it was comprised of organic soldiers. This is before they were replaced by battle droids and everything. Um, and it was in... The TDF Marines, as they were called. 
Uh, they were the prominent soldiers of a trade federation, and they were so well armed and trained that they even gained the admiration of a republic's own judicial forces. Like, these guys, imagine, like, Amazon, if they had their own uh, private military force. But they're as well-trained as your average police officer. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's not like the Trade Federation asked for this because they want to conquer planets or everything. It's legitimately they want to protect their own interests, make sure that pirates don't get their precious booty and everything. Um... And with the introduction of a trade defense force, they liberated numerous systems from the grasp of these pirates. Because you gotta understand, like, there are numerous sectors in the galaxy that have been completely lawless, completely isolated from the Republic, or at least don't have the means of fighting off the pirates. And they were continuously under the thumb of these raiders and everything. And then the Trade Federation showed up, told, told the pirates to fuck off, and they were able to prosper. Nice. Yeah. Um, at its height, the Trade Federation was comprised of numerous species. Like, the Nemodians are the most famous race. Um, they become, like, the literal heads of the Trade Federation later down the line. But they were, like, one of many races that comprise of a Trade Federation. And it even gotten to the point where even the Republic themselves... Uh, envy the Trade Federation as the ideal um, federation because each member had equal representation within the organization. <laughs> and they, in the beginning, they had a viceroy, but they also had a chair of advisors who, like, dictate, like, your, your normal corporation with multiple, like, departments, like, yeah. voting on certain things and vetoing others. Yep. Um, it was pretty much kept in check, uh, but as we'll go into, that kind of changes just a tiny bit. Um, let me see, though. Um, there's even <laughs> there's even this one really famous incident um, in this sector called the uh, where the fuck was it? Uh, the Resky Sector in the Outer Rim, which is a member of the Republic, but its authority over the Sector was essentially non-existent, and it became a pirate haven, being large enough to outgun the Sector's planetary security forces. Like, they were everywhere. They were like cockroaches. Mm -hmm. um, and there was, ironically enough, it was in the presence of a pirate that got the Trade Federation's attention, but there's one famous incident where... Uh, there was actually this uh, this plague that happened at that sector, and everybody was catching this contagion. And they reached out to the Republic, hey, could we get a cure? Could we get some humanitarian aid? And the Republic was like, sure, we'll send in some humanitarian aid. And they sent, like, several merchant fleets to that sector, but obviously they got destroyed by the pirates there. And, like... While the pirates were salvaging all the ships that were carrying the antidote, just five million, five trillion uh, uh, vials that were holding the cure were just destroyed, le left to be in the vacuum of space. Oh, shit. And the Rover Republic obviously stood by and did nothing. What? Yep. They were like, oh, man, that sucks. That cure. Oh, man. Hey, could you please send more? What? Oh, no, I 
I actually uh, have a party to go to. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh and there are like uh, local companies that, uh, you know, smaller businesses are a lot more moral than your bigger corporations or anything like that. And they reached out to the Trade Federation and they were like, hey, we're kind of in the middle of a crisis. Could you please help us? Could you bring in your trade defense force with these new antidotes? And in return, we will willingly become subsidiaries of your company. And the Trade Federation were like, sure, we'll, we'll accept. And they assembled a sizable fleet of like uh, numerous corvettes, destroyers, and gunships. And they went into the sector and they cleaned house with the pirates. Damn. Like within an hour, they annihilated one pirate gang. And then within a couple of days, they destroyed one of the largest pirate gangs within the sector. And then within a year, piracy was just non-existent. Wow, so they snuffed out piracy for a while. Yeah, they cleaned up house. Wow. Yeah, essentially like the same thing with uh with the East Trading Company in World's End, where he just took control of a Kraken and destroyed all the pirates in the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the Trade Federation legitimately brought prosperity to any system that wanted to work with them and bring trade. Like, if you look at this famous picture right here in the Discord chat, um, like this My is, question is what the fuck happened between then and in canon? When, <laughs> like, what? How the Trade Federation fucked over Liel? Yeah, yeah. Um. Like, there's, like, one, legitimately one image of a trade defense force. And if you look in this picture, it's not like these people are joining the Trade Federation out of greed or anything like that. They, these are legitimate people who have their own families. They join the Trade Federation because they believe that they're making a difference in the galaxy. Oh, yeah, looks like it. Yeah, they... They are bringing legitimate change to the worlds that they liberated from these pirate scum. You know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And many sectors, as I mentioned before, prospered. Um, they ruthlessly suppressed opposition. And they had a... Um, they dominated the galactic trade within the Outer Rim. Um... Though, as most things tend to happen in Star Wars, things r basically change slowly, but it's still there. Um, at around 150 years before the Battle of Yavin, trade between the core and the rim were beginning to dry up. There were like no companies that saw the, uh, the uh, outer rim as, you know... Uh, prosperous or anything like that and we're like you know whatever um we'll just stay where we are and the stagnation invented uh invited more and more criminals to the isolated parts of the galaxy and the republic um wanting to jumpstart comrades in the outer rim uh they passed a bill creating what is called the free trade zones it essentially made the entirety of the outer rim tax-free I want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who wouldn't? Yeah. This was meant to encourage more businesses and merchants to expand into the Outer Rim. Like, oh my god, yeah. D fuck the core where I have to pay taxes up the wazoo. Might as well go <laughs> to the Outer Rim where I'm 
make a million dollars a week or something like that without taking taxes out and everything. I think we can all agree, even you and I as adults. Oh, yeah, totally. We can all agree with our fan base. <laughs> taxes fucking suck. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing I'm not looking forward to this next year. <laughs> I'm glad my mom's a tax expert. <laughs> I, uh, I, I let an app do that, but semantics. <laughs> um, and problem was... This essentially made the Trade Federation and other mega corporations that already dominated the Outer Rim more powerful of than course. they were before because they had to they pay They didn't tax. have to pay the extra. Yeah, they didn't have to pay the extra taxes and they had all of his income building up. They're like, ooh, awesome. <laughs> and through this. Republic. Yeah. Their noble, their intentions were noble, but it didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out that well. No, um, this caused the trade federation to move on to more impoverished sectors, and ultimately, um, those sectors they were republic membership worlds, and they the trade federation was so powerful that they basically had political control over all of those worlds, which means they had says or votes within the senate and everything. Um, with this new gain of power and, you know, political sway within the Senate, the Trade Federation held maps of hyperspace routes closely, never sharing them with other corporations. Doesn't that sound familiar? Yep. <laughs> they became the thing they were made to destroy. So this is when they start to turn? Yep, basically. Okay. Um, and just to give you an idea of... The, the quality of hyperspace routes that the Trade Federation had access to, nobody else except for the Republic and the, okay, the higher levels of the Republic anyway, and the Jedi Order, they were the only people that had access to similar qualities. Um, within two generations, the Trade Federation controlled enough senatorial votes to hamper competitors, influence the courts, and stall legislation. And... They gained enough influence that they even got a seat within the Senate at around 67 years before the Battle of Yavin. Okay, so this is about right before the prequels? This is like 30 years before the prequels. Okay. Um, however, um, the Republic starting to realize that uh, the, trade, the first draft of the free trade zones was not swaying the way they wanted it to. <laughs> they decided they didn't to... realize that until a long time later. What the <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> so yeah, they decided to uh, reform the trade defense zone. Um, basically allowing startup companies to have their own slice of the pie within the Outer Rim. And the Trade Federation were all like, okay, fine. Actually, okay, uh, they didn't gain a seat within the Senate until the reformation of the free trade zones. Because it's all like, okay, if I'm going to give up a majority of the Outer Rim to these startup companies. Can I get some sort of compensation out of it? And for Republic gave them a seat within the Senate. Oh. Yeah. So, a nice little trade-off. Like, at one... at They lost power, but they also gained power at the same time. Somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. Um... They even... Do you uh, see how many seats are actually in the fucking Senate? They're like thousands. It's amazing how they even get anything done. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, So, in around 65 years before the Battle of Yavin, the Trade Federation gained full rights to construct a spaceport for a certain planet. You want to guess what that is? 
I have no guesses. Uh, uh, Naboo. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, like basically the trade federation saw that, so the Naboo, they, they had a very rich culture and like they were, I want to, okay. They are extremely rich, but they weren't exactly high on technology or anything. They were kind of traditionalist and, you know, loved the environment and they were, economically friendly and everything they kind of sound like alderaan they kind of just kind of um except it's not icy mountains or anything yeah um but anyway the naboo had one important resource that the trade federation really wanted at the core of the planet is huge reserves of plasma ah. and the trade federation was like we want a monopoly on that shit <laughs> like it's Kind of like, uh, imagine plasma as, like, the oil of Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's so like... So, they had to get it. They had to get it. It's like that joke, wherever, uh... I'm not sure if you saw that video where these random people in the Middle East find a, uh, oil pocket, and everybody in the comments just says, We gotta, we gotta teach these people freedom! Democracy! <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the same thing with the Trade God. Federation. Ooh! We, we gotta liberate these people. <laughs> and yeah, um, the Trade Federation gained their rights to the plasma reserves at the Naboo, creating their own spaceport. And I think that's kind of one of the steps that allowed the Naboo to become part of a republic was because of a Trade Federation and everything. Hmm. Yeah, pretty... Uh, however, even though they were able to benefit positively... Um, the Naboo were kind of angered that the Trade Federation would sell their plasma for 10 or even 20 times more than what it was paid for. Profit. Yeah, like, here's $5. Okay, here you go. $100, everybody. You gotta sell shit for profit, but when it fucks over everyone else, it's not that good. Yeah. Um, and at this point, the Trade Federation is obviously becoming very, very corrupt and greedy and everything. And at this point, the Senate were kind That's of just... fucking understatement, especially yeah. when they're run by a Nemoidian! Not yet, anyway. Um, this was still the uh, the uh, Equal Rights to All Species Federation. Oh, okay. Um, while many within the Senate were disgusted with the Trade Federation's corruption, predatory business deals, and extinction of representation within the sectors it rules over... Um, there are still many that admired the mega corporation for essentially bringing an end to piracy within the outer rim. Essentially, yeah. Like, yes, they might be taxing me to to the nine hells and back, but we were a lot better off than when the pirates were around. That sort of mentality. Yeah, might get taxed, but at least you won't die. Yeah, exactly. Um, though. With the elimination of old enemies, the Trade Federation would find new enemies. Of course. Yeah. Um, there were multiple factions that rose to challenge the Trade Federation specifically. Um, there's the terrorist organization called the Nebula Front mm -hmm. and the Stark Commercial Combine, which is a fancy way of saying a, a, a union of pirates. Um Though new power began to take hold within the organization itself with a faction of Nemodians gaining more and more political power within the Trade Federation. Mm -hmm. um, 
do the the reason why the Nemodians are a significant part of a trade federation is because they are legitimately good businessmen. Like they are ruthless to the very core. But and they know that, what to do when it comes yeah, to business. They are absolute geniuses when it comes to business. And that's why they were able to gain a foothold within the Trade Federation Dirty since the very beginning. Grubs. <laughs> yeah. We'll eventually do an episode on the Nemodians. They are kind of interesting, but they'll just be a minor footnote in this episode. <laughs> um But anyway, um, the Trade Federation's role within the galaxy would forever change in the wake of an event called the Stark Hyperspace War. Mm-hmm. It is a small conflict between the Jedi Order and the Stark Commercial Combine. Um, this kind of happened due to dwindling supply of Bacta across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Bacta being, you know, the medical supplies and everything to Star Wars. A mm-hmm. miracle drug and everything. Yep. Um Though, secretly, it was perpetrated by the Trade Federation and this uh, Bacta Corporation, um, which is the largest supplier of it, to dry up prices of Bacta for a larger profit by artificially decreasing the production of, of Bacta. Hmm. So, you know, more, more money. <laughs> yep, more money. And um, this, uh, by the way, uh, this... This was uh, one of Quinlan Voss's mer- first missions as a Padawan to kind of undermine this conspiracy and everything. Oh. It's surrounded in a uh, in an old comic when uh, the first episode came out. Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan took part in this uh, war as well, as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Plo Koon was there. Um, he had a Jedi Master named Taivaka, who was a Wookiee Jedi Master. <laughs> they got killed. Um, of course. <laughs> and, yeah, it's this whole entire thing. I will probably uh, talk about the Stark hyperspace war in its own episode because it's very intricate. I have do not have the time for today. Mm-hmm. Um, but point is, um, the Trade Federation kind of perpetrated this, used the Stark commercial combine as a scapegoat and everything, trying to artificially increase the prices of Bacta across the galaxy. They were found out. And the current viceroy of a trade federation was forced to step down. Um, Newt Gunray, by the way, was the uh, senator of a trade federation at this point. <laughs> and that's when he took the position of a viceroy. He saw his opportunity and took it. Yep, he is. As cowardly as he is, he takes that opportunity instantly. Um, and then after this conflict, this... Basically increased tensions between the Republic and the Trade Federation. Like, the Republic were being extremely suspicious of the Trade Federation now. And in turn, the Trade Federation started to build up their military forces more and more. Mm -hmm. And that's when they slowly started building up their own droid army. Because their organic troops are kind of obsolete at this point. Yeah. And, you know, the Nemodians are cheap, cheap skates, basically. Cheapskates, cowards, <laughs> we could come up with a whole list of insults for Nemoidians. Oh, yeah. It, the Trade Federation basically started to radicalize more and more and more. And at the same time, spoiler alert, uh, the entire conflict was perpetrated by Darth Sidious to see what would happen. Of fucking <laughs> Yeah, Sidious is behind everything. But anyway, um, and... At this point, the Doctorate is slowly starting to gain um, more members from Nemodians and everything. Like, a majority of a Doctorate is made up of Nemodians at this point when Gunray takes power and everything. Um, 
Realizing that megacorporations were becoming too powerful, Supreme Chancellor Valorum, I'm, you heard of the name, I assume. Heard of the name. Does he have a face? Yeah, yeah, he's the, uh, the uh, Chancellor that was before Palpatine. I know that, but yeah. I just... Yeah, he appears in episode two. Uh, okay. Not episode two, episode one. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, Valorum. Um, so Valorum advocated restoring taxation oh, into it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, Valorum advocated restoring taxation to the free trade zones in an effort to kind of curb the Trade Federation's influence within the Outer Rim. Obviously, the the Trade Federation took this in stride. Of course, they did. Yeah, um, New Gunray and. At this point, the city has kind of revealed himself to New Gunray, kind of making him into his little puppet to kind of poke the bear more and more. Of course. Um, and uh, with this new collaboration, uh, New Gunray started to gain more and more power within the Trade Federation, and he ensured his complete control when several members of a doctorate were assassinated during a trade agreement and everything. And he replaced those members with only Nemodians, effectively. M- making the Doctorate a bunch of yes-men. And he became the absolute ruler of a trade federation. Mm. And um, realizing what was staring them right in the face, the Galactic Senate drafted a resolution that would effectively abolish the free trade zones. And you want to know who was a uh, huge contributor to this resolution? Who? Of uh, up-and-coming uh, Queen of Naboo... Padme Amidala. Oh. And that was kind of a motivation of why the Trade Federation blockaded Naboo. Because, you know, the ruler basically wanted to take away their power. And this was the Padme has a good idea. <laughs> and this always was, has the good ideas. Yeah. And this was basically this their way of protesting. Like, we're going to blockade Naboo. We already have rights on it. So this is perfectly legal. Assholes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what happens, the entirety of episode one, uh, Newt Gunray tries to convince Padme Amidala to sign the resolution to not break up the free trade zones and everything. Padme, uh, makes up a resistance movement, fights off the trade federation, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. We know that. And then Newt Gunray goes to prison. (laughs) And inevitably, the... So, (laughs) um, while many expected the Trade Federation to dissolve as a corporation after the blockade of Naboo, it it did not, no. Um, They stood strong. They did, they did. Despite being charged with serious crimes, Newt Gunray would remain viceroy while going to four separate trials to the Supreme Court. I mean, people of power can still stay in power if they have enough followers. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got the money. <laughs> also, it doesn't... It, it probably helps that Darth Sidious was helping him out in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's Palpatine's sugar daddy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> sugar daddy Palpatine. Um, and... If anything, the Trade Federation's military diversified with new ship types and new droids being introduced. And as the years went by... Um, Newt Gunray was approached by this lovely noble from Sereno. So this is where Count Dooku sticks yep. his nose in. Yep. And 
the Trade Federation essentially became an important member of a confederacy, though Vice the Viceroy would only join on one condition, the assassination of a person that humiliated them so long ago. So that's why Padme started getting assassination Yep, attacks. because New Gunray wanted... <laughs> You know. Cucumber's <laughs> like, fuck that bitch! Fuck that bitch, she humiliated me! <laughs> yeah, Padme was like, what, 18 during that time too? Most likely. Yeah. Just imagine who's going to win a galaxy-wide mega corporation with endless swarms of battle droid or one pretty girl. Obviously the pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> Even though um, Newt Gunway was a... Newt Gunway. <laughs> Newt Gunway. Newt Gunway. I'm going to pronounce him <laughs> like that from now on. Newt Gunway. <laughs> Even though Newt Gunway was a prominent member of the Separatists, the Trade Federation was proclaimed neutral within the Clone Wars. Mm. They were basically benefiting from both sides. Like You saw that uh, clip with uh, the, the Nimodian senator going to... The Toy Darians and saying, Newt Gunray is an extremist, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, you remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, they're benefiting both sides of a war, and it's very likely that the Republic knew that it was a huge crock of shit, but <laughs> what are they really going to do? Like, oh, Newt Gunray's an extremist. We, we don't work with him. Yeah. He's pulling the strings in the fucking background. Yep. Like, but what can the Republic really do? Like, Nothing, really. The Trade Federation is so deep within the roots of a republic, getting rid of them is just going to cause more problems than anything. Yeah. It's like, all right, all right, Trade Federation, you're out of a republic. Okay, where are you going to get all of your hyperspace routes? Where are you going to get all of your important supplies to the Outer Rim Worlds? Where are you going to get all of his important stuff? Whoa, 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 let's not be hasty now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pulling the kid thing. Um, But yeah, just... Benefiting from both sides of war. So why did Dooku decide to stick his nose in? Well, number one, probably because Sidious wanted him to. Aside from that. (laughs) And number two, like the Trade Federation, like I know there's many other corporations that have their own privatized armies and everything. But the Trade Federation were like the big, big honchos. They had like the most... The largest droid army at the time, they already had their donut chips with insane amounts of firepower. They also probably had the largest political power and everything and convincing many of their membership worlds to turn to the side of the separatists and everything. Mm. Like, it's more of practicality because if Dooku did not wrap many of the mega corporations within the Confederacy, they probably wouldn't have a army that could stand up to the Republic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why he need. It's like a necessary evil sort of thing. A bit. Just a little bit. I will dive more into that with the Separatists episode because it's really deep and intricate and it's really interesting to talk about. Um, so... Okay, Newt Gunray um, obviously would be killed by by uh, Darth Vader at the end of the Clone Wars on Mostafar. And <laughs> that is kind of essentially when the Trade Federation kind of went downhill from there. Well, like, no shit. Like, uh, there All was, the representatives <laughs> are dead. Like, I mean, like, yes, Gunray was dead, but he soon had a successor who briefly became the Viceroy. But that Viceroy was 
basically held at gunpoint to basically sign an agreement to nationalize the Trade Federation to the Empire. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, so the Trade Federation in the end got absorbed into the Empire. Yeah, exactly. A, a lot of mega corporations were basically part of the Empire at that point because what the fuck are we going to do? Exactly. <laughs> the Republic is gone. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, and like, even though the Trade Federation has been absorbed by the Empire, there are still small pockets of resistance that, you know, put up a good fight against the Empire in its early days. Mm-hmm. And officially the trade federation is still a significant power like they still had a seat in the senate and everything like they still had quote-unquote political power even though they were just more of a uh, puppet state than anything else and officially the trade federation dissolved when palpatine dissolved the imperial senate i was gonna say what happened when palpatine took over yeah. so he completely said you know fuck you yeah. you're done yeah basically um I, I do want to point out fucker that... Got, fucker needs a power boner. <laughs> yeah, he, the Trade Federation is just his pet that he just throws away once it's, you know, served its once purpose. Once he got bored of it. Yeah, he... <laughs> there's this... I remember this really great comic where... Um, so, there's this comic where Darth Vader goes on a mission for Palpatine. And he has this uh, smuggler who he took hostage because he's the guy who's... Uh, bringing supplies to a rebel base and everything. Mm -hmm. And the smuggler outright looked at Darth Vader and he said, you remind me of a childhood toy that I was obsessed with, but then I discarded once the new toy came by. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) And... Exactly. Vader is Palpatine's plaything until he has no more use for him. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. Yeah, he... He he was fully expecting Vader to die by Luke Skywalker's hand, but... That Obviously, didn't happen. That didn't happen, no. Um, however, even though the Trade Federation didn't exactly have a prominent place in the galaxy anymore, their members and, you know, their battle droids, their ships were still there and everything. They're like still small holdout factions trying to fight back and maintain power within their sphere of influence and everything. Mm-hmm. And they survived long enough to become a part of a rebel alliance. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. There's There's even this uh, one prominent character by the name of Captain Bellix Hufa, who is a Nemodian, a uh, member of a Nemodian trade defense force, who became a prominent privateer for the Rebel Alliance. You send a picture group? Uh, there's no picture of him, actually. Oh, damn. It's, he probably would have looked really cool, though. Like, could you imagine a Nemodian taking up the role of a pirate against the Empire? Yeah, that would. that's a out there one for <laughs> stereotypes especially yeah. the stereotypes for Nemoidians and ironic because he was once part of a faction that essentially brought piracy to near extinction <laughs> he became the very thing you sought to destroy yeah that 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 iconic meme and everything so yeah um that is the trade federation what do you think Anna? uh it was Okay, for a start, um, mm-hmm. I think once we get more into the Confederacy of the Confederacy of United Systems, right or not? Uh, Confederacy of Independent Systems, yeah. Yes, and until we get into the Confederacy, I think I'll be a little bit more interested. Yeah, but this was a good starting point. Yeah, I mean, like, sure, the Trade <laughs> Federation isn't overly interesting as a faction, but the the way it started off as this. Uh, 
it started off with pretty noble goals, first off. But it's like uh, with most corporations, like, I don't know, like Amazon originally started off as this company to ship off books and everything. But then it slowly started building up as this worldwide phenomenon and every, everything. Yep, they had to put their toes into everything. Yeah, and then they had to start cutting corners and everything. And everybody just looks at Amazon with contempt and everything. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, the Trade Federation is kind of a fascinating case. Like, even though this is placed within the setting of a uh, of a sci-fi universe, it's relatively a realistic thing to happen. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's my take on the uh, Trade Federation. Um, so anyway, that's our episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi? Or in this case, how much, how many planets can the Trade Federation conquer? <laughs> or how many times can we say Trade Federation? Or New Gunway. <laughs> well anyway i had a fun time with this episode uh i'm looking forward to starting with the confederacy of independent systems one of my most favorite factions in all of star wars i'm sure yeah anyway hope you guys are having a wonderful start to your new year um make sure to have a uh, keep with your new year's revolution resolutions i cannot english right now um (laughs) keep up with your new year's resolutions all that fun stuff i want to work out more often and i also want to bring in more podcast episodes more often we'll see if i can stick to that schedule but i'm very optimistic for this we'll see what happens anyway we shall see what the new year holds for us yeah and i hope the force remains with you and make sure you don't go to your local trade federation with with talks of plasma storage otherwise they'll want to conquer your ass anyway goodbye may the force ever serve you may the schwartz be with you